The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. Because he forgot. Because we're on. Because we need to upgrade our recording equipment, and now we can't even plug in the damn microphone. So we have to use battery power, and I had it plugged in, and there was just a hum through the whole damn episode, which is not something I can take out. And uh, the way our podcasts are, it's very much like a jazz performance. And it was a good performance, which just. Oh, it was it was incredible. It was the best that we've ever done. And your guys are never gonna be able to hear it. Oh man. But I will I will ask the, the hypothetical that I asked before. Uh it it was would you rather lose big or lose small? And and I never really had any, when I used to ask that question of people, I guess, yeah, uh, a few decades ago, most of the answers that I got were, um, I want to lose small because I could have won. <laughs> and I was just like, no, no, no. The whole point of the hypothetical is, you know, you're not going to win. You're going to lose. And people were like, no, 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 no. But. Well, there was one. There was, there was, that was, that was the majority. That was the answer I got most of the time. And that's interestingly, when you give me that hypothetical, that is not, and you say that I'm not thinking in my head, but I could have won. And there was, but there was one anomaly where someone was like, well, no, what do you mean? I'm I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose. Yeah. And and I was just like, okay, whatever. Well, that's kind of. That's defeating the whole purpose of the the mental exercise. Yeah. And uh, admittedly, mental masturbation is not everybody's bag or a cup of tea. But it was quite interesting that that person would say that because that person's uh, lived quite a, quite, quite a successful life. Right. Is it somebody we know or is it somebody else? No, it's somebody we know. Um... But knowing this person the way I know this person, I was like, you you don't have the skills to <laughs> to just do this other thing. No, to to have lived that successful life that you've lived. Yeah, and I'm not saying this person's a millionaire or anything. Oh, I'm thinking of somebody else, right? Somebody different. You think it's you know this person, but it's not. It's I'm thinking of somebody who's a millionaire. But you know this this person this person worked hard all of their life. Came from very modest beginnings, mm-hmm. and you know shined. Damn it! Now I can't. Now I'm like, who is it? But but that person also doesn't have like mental masturbation is not this person's game either. Anyway, so you know whatever. 
but the whole point, the whole point of the question, the question, you see, the answer to the question for me changes depending on the situation. If okay. it's, if it's, a, if it's a contest where basically I've got to overcome myself, right? I'm the impediment. <laughs> right. Which is, and we talked about and golf. It, golf is very much like that. Right. The game of golf is very much, you are the impediment. Because the way I am, if I'm with my buddies just screwing around, I will post up scores that, that look like basketball games. <laughs> but if it's if it's if it's something on the line. Well me and my buddies like saying whatever. Even if it's something on the line, if it's a, even if it's a friendly wager, it's not gonna do it. Cause I remember I remember we played at this when I when I used to live in St. Louis. We, um, as as a as a, I can't even call myself a starving student. I mean, <laughs> but as a student, when I was in grad school, you're a pretty fat student, weren't you? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had some buddies. That we we we'd kind of take off when we had no class or early class. You know, we'd we'd go play some golf, and the best time was was in fall when it was starting to get a little colder. So like October. Mm-hmm. We'd go for the twilight rate because it would get dark at like five. Okay. But we'd be done with class at like ten or eleven in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could we could we could truck on down somewhere. Oh, no. eighteen holes. Mm-hmm. We could because tr- you know, and and eighteen holes back then at this course would have probably cost about seventy dollars, which was a lot of money back then. Mm-hmm. But we could play it for like. 20 to 30 bucks. Right. And friendly little game. And the front nine was just, it was scary. I mean, I, I posted up scores that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> just bad scores. Bad. Unbelievably bad. So you were bogeying. I would, I would have kissed someone's ass for a bogey. I was like. You were doing like double, triple. Triple bogey, double par. Um, just, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And so after the front nine, I think uh, I think I had like a um, a fifty three or something. It might have even been fifty six, and par was thirty six hmm. or thirty five. And my buddy, one of my buddies, who's who's a really he's a good golf player. Yeah, and he's just he's always pretty consistent. Right. And so his, his his scores looking a little bit better than yours. His he was he was playing bogey golf, and this was this was a place we'd never played. Right. So if if par was thirty six or thirty five, he had like a forty six or forty five, mm-hmm. or no less. He was like he was, he was bogey golf, so he he bogeyed he averaged bogey every hole. So right. he was only nine over. Right. And here I am like twenty over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and he made just some offhand comment about how like how much I sucked or whatever it was. <laughs> and, and that, that guy, oh, Michael Jordan, apparently I'm, I've got a little bit of a competitive streak. Cause that got good to me because, <laughs> because starting at hole number 10, I made par and you know, like, Oh, it's a flip winner. Hole number 11 par <laughs> hole number 12 par. And while I'm making these pars, my buddy went from bogey golf to double bogey golf to triple bogey golf. <laughs> and I'm, I'm making par. I made, I, I made seven pars in a row, seven or eight pars in a row. And the last hole 
Yeah, eight pars in a row, last hole I made a birdie. This this totally just kind of freaked Buddy out. He's discombobulated. He was because I think at the end. So I had I had fifty three at the front, <laughs> and then I had uh, thirty five at the back. Wow. So that put me at uh, eighty eight. Yeah. Which is. Not bad for, you know, weekend golfer, never seen the course. It's a tough course, a beautiful course. And I think my buddy... Where is this? It was in Illinois. Okay. And I think my buddy... I think we either tied or I, or he might have beat me by one or I might have beat him by one mm-hmm. by, by the end of the thing. And the whole time he's thinking, he's like focusing on your golf. Yeah, and so, so amongst my buddies, the whole point is to razz me. But not enough to get me ticked off. <laughs> so, so getting back to the analogy. Yeah. So, like in a in a battle against myself, yeah. I, I just want to lose big because to make. Well, I think I think it I think it saves. I think it's a it's a it's a weird way of of, of ensuring my self esteem. But you also said because in the prior podcast, which was incredible, right? Yes. Um, so incredible. We uh, we, but, we also talked about physical sports, right? So, but in physical at the time, I I kind of I kind of juxtaposed the two. I left it open ended just to see what people would say. Yeah. But at the time, I thought that I was the same way when it came to like a contest against another person or another team or something, mm-hmm. because you know I'd be like, well, there's there I. There was no way I was ever going to win anyway, so you know, why 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 tax myself? I guess yeah. would have been the point, or why why hurt my self image at all? Right, right. Because if I get blown out, then uh, well, shit. So you know, it's like it's like it's like me losing one on one to Michael Jordan. Right, okay. I would never, I would not score a single basket. No, nah. and I'd be like, hey. You know, it's Michael Jordan. What the hell am I going to do? Right. But as I think about it now and I think about the way I am and in, in, in my life to this to this point, if it's a fight against someone else or a battle or a contest against someone else, I want to hurt them. Not physically, but I want I want them to never want to play that game again. You know, they're going to win. But they don't ever they're not they're not ever going to want to. This is where I hate competing against you and we haven't really had any physical well we've had we have had some physical, <laughs> we have had some physical sparring where i've gotten uh, worked up and that hasn't ended well for me well that got, that got me worked up yeah yeah it doesn't go very well but um see i think of the way that you play chess and um my father taught me to play chess but i never really enjoyed playing chess with dad because he was just he didn't hold back and right he would just, yeah, he would beat me in like four moves, five moves. Like, like I never really felt like he was necessarily, he was really teaching me. Right. Well, he was teaching me by beating me. Right. But I, but I, my attitude mm-hmm. at that point was like, not like I want to get better and try and beat my dad. It was like, I don't want to play this right. game anymore. Yeah. So in a, in a, in a, in a, in a similar situation with me. I would, I would probably just give up everything to get better. And to, yeah, to try and beat him. Well, to get better and to, even if I couldn't beat him, make a chess game last for three days straight. 
Right. So that he would never want to play chess again. Yeah. Because, like, we, we used to play chess. <laughs> well, yeah, you and uh, I did, and yeah. And you would, you would take my knights. And for those of you who know, like, I like I like knights. So Dave would just take my knights just to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would... Just uh, to get in my kitchen. And a lot of times I would lose after that because I was, I was like, I don't have my knights anymore. <laughs> Like knights are a big part of my game, right? But you would like you would like sacrifice you would you would sacrifice like a fucking queen or something. I remember that, right? To to take my knight. That only and happened I'm once. Like, Why the fuck right? are you doing that? That only happened once, right? Yeah, but I'm like I'm like you don't sacrifice you don't take somebody's knight with a queen and sacrifice your queen. Like that's that's like I don't know too much about chess, but I know that like you don't fucking sacrifice the queen. That's a terrible strategy, yes, but I don't know how to play chess either. Uh, well, but, that's one of the other things. It's like it's like what's that? that that's like playing against people when they don't know the rules. The worst. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. the person that represents themselves in court. Right, right. Horrendous. Yeah, but I'm I'm my my whole point has been about, uh, especially in in, in contests and, and stuff like that against other people is you don't you don't play the game you play the person. Okay. So you know, which is why you think I'd be so great at poker, and I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, you yeah you you could be a really really good poker player because I don't know how to play poker. <laughs> yeah, well I I kind of I know I kind of know what's good hand and stuff like that, but I don't know how to play like Hold'em's fun. Well, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure one of these days we'll probably have a maybe we'll have a poker group. Um, but yeah, so. Um, but anyway, so so yeah, your 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 whole thing is would if you know that you're see the difficult I have with with this analogy is the idea of that in both. In both examples, or both, yeah, in both, both ways, you're going to lose, right? Right. So I'm just kind of like that gets you thrown off. No, do I, I, I? Like I think to myself, would I rather lose big or small? Like I'm like, well, and, and do do I want to try if I know I'm going to lose? And the answer to that is, I don't know that I do. Right. Well, at least that's an honest answer. I'm just like, like if I know I'm going to lose. Mm-hmm. I kind of have the attitude of why, why play, mm. and and maybe that's just kind of my my uh, my makeup. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draw the the the, the larger analogy like you know, the 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 the, the thing you hate that I say, but it's it's always interesting just to to pose that question because it's just like the ends does the ends justify the means question. Okay, and. For the most part, or is it the means justify the ends? Isn't that different? The ends justifying the means. Right, the ends justifying the means mean you do whatever you do, but like every anything. But when you say does the means justify the end, is it's different? It's the same thing. Is it okay? Just said differently. <laughs> <laughs> so does the. Do the ends justify the means is a question that I used to ask probably about a decade ago. And the the answer that I got from the people that I've asked most often was some variation of, as applied to me, no. But as applied to other people, yes. <laughs> Which, you know, I won't go, go off on a, on, a, on a hypocrisy thing because I think we can talk about that another time. But why is it different between you and somebody else? Well, maybe maybe that time, the time to talk about hypocrisy has come. 
<laughs> this wasn't as good as our last podcast. Well, yeah. So you know, sorry. I'm in my head now, man. But but uh, yeah. So like the ends justify the means question was uh, again. I I like to ask people questions in the hopes that they will have an, that we can have an honest discussion. Right, good luck with that. You know, kind of like I used to have in college. I remember in college or university is folks from your neck of the woods like to call it, mm-hmm. where you have like the late night, whatever, like uh, going to going to some late 24-hour diner. Do you guys have those in New Zealand? Yeah, we had we had coffee shops. Okay. And bars. Yes. Bars are, bars are 24 hours in New Zealand. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> no wonder y'all drink so much. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was like the thing that, that everyone everyone does in college, you know, goes to goes to a diner or something, and at ten or eleven o'clock at night, which is probably why everybody gains fifty pounds, mm-hmm. and just talk about stupid stuff. That's the why. That's kind of why I used to like the early Quentin Tarantino movies, because it was basically those conversations, right? You know, like like how much should you tip, or yeah, you know. If you could be any cartoon character, which would you be? Right. There's not enough of that these days. Uh, well, I think it's because we're, we're living less social lives. Yeah. But that's like the best kind of conversation. And, and, and also because life gets in the way. I mean, people our age, married with kids, trying to think of ways to put their kids through college. Yeah. I mean, I got one. Then I have time to sit around and talk about which cartoon character. Right. I mean, you know, I got which one. Which cartoon character would you be? Mighty Mouse. Nice. I don't know which cartoon could maybe Scooby Doo. And 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 <laughs> uh, a stoner's dog that eats all day. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we got really picky about this stuff. We'd be like Hanna-Barbera cartoon as opposed to Looney Tune cartoon. Right. You know, as opposed to... Disney. Disney cartoon as opposed to, like, uh, comic book action hero. Shit, dude. Like, that could take days. It would. Conversation. Dude, we'd have those conversations for semesters. Just stupid. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved college for that. I don't think that. we ever had Mighty Mouse. Really? No. We had Danger Mouse. Totally different. <laughs> Danger Mouse is kind of like, it's, it's trippy. Because I love Danger Mouse. I, I used to watch it when I was a kid. Pinfold. Yeah. But, the erstwhile assistant. <laughs> but Mighty Mouse, well, if you ever see it, you'll, you'll, you'll see why. What does Mighty Mouse do? He's a superhero. He, he's, he's like Why super- now he's a superhero? I can picture... Mighty Mouse, and he's got that great. I can picture tenor. his like his get up and everything, but I, what what happened in Mighty Mouse? He came to save the day. Was it funny? Um, like what 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 universe did Mighty Mouse live in? He was just an American. I guess he lived in a, like you know Mouse Town. <laughs> so there was just mice. Yeah, he was like Mouse Superman. So, but, but like, was he surrounded by mount mice or were there other no, just, animals and creatures? I can't remember. It was, I, I do remember mostly mice. I was four when I used to watch these Mighty Mouse, <coughs> Mouse cartoons. Is that here? I come to save the day. Is that him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was one buff little mouse. Yeah, I remember him being cool looking. That's about all I can remember. But 
so yeah, I mean, yeah, I used to, that was, that was, that was the real fun of college for me. I think you're Rain. The dog that has to deal with that dumbass cat. Yeah, you always slapping that cat around. Well, if that cat were such a dumbass. Ugh. I always felt sorry for Stimpy. Yeah, but Stimpy was pretty good hearted though. I know. But then Rain would be like, whoosh, and be like, Ooh. It was like a weird codependent relationship, but they needed each other. They did. Which is what makes it codependent, right? Yeah. <laughs> Are you calling me a dumb cat? No. I'm not calling you Stimpy at all. You I'm just not. saying. I would, but Stimpy, I'm much more associated with Stimpy than Rain. I don't associate with either of those two. Really? Yeah. Ah, you're like Rand for sure. Arr. Those guys always had their little plans, and they always failed. Well, that's like uh, that's like the um, it's, uh, Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, yeah. I love. We didn't have Pinky and the Brain either. Well, Pinky and the Brain came out when I was in college, and I'm glad that I that that I never got into pot because. Yeah. I would schedule my day so that I would be back in my dorm. To watch, to watch Tiny Toons. <laughs> I scheduled my uh, my whole college career around not having classes on Fridays. Uh, I did that my senior year, and when I was in grad school, it just kind of ended up that way. So yeah, brilliant. Nothing on Fridays. So instead of instead oh, of no early morning classes either. So instead of like you know doing what you should have done and tried to like find some kind of internship or clerkship or whatever. Uh-huh. to do on Fridays. And I play golf with my buddies. So, yeah, we've established that given the your analogy of like, would you want to lose big or small? I'm just kind of like, what does it matter? Oh, so you just, so you don't, you don't know. I'm just like, I don't want to play. Mm. But there was something else that you talked about, which was interesting which I thought was an, was an interesting kind of a segue segue or take on it, which was like actual real world, like if you could earn a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that was interesting. Well, not even a million. It's, well, it, it went up to a million, but yeah. So if you could if you could have a million dollars worth of income um, by not having to do anything for it, or if you could have a million dollars of income, but you had to do something for it, like make or sell widgets. Uh-huh. Which would you do? And I think younger me, the answer would have been just give me the money. And I don't, I don't care about the work part. But now, having lived and being a little bit older and things, I'm, I'm, I, I'm leaning towards the second. So same stuff, right? I get the same mm-hmm. stuff in both. You can do whatever you you get. The only the only limitation is the is the amount of money, and it's going to be a million bucks. Yeah, no, per, I, but per I would, annum. I would want to work for it because I I think it just gives you well, it gives me a sense of accomplishment when I work. And it gives you more appreciation for it. Yeah, you believe? Mm-hmm. I think if somebody was just giving me a million dollars and I was sitting around, I, I don't know, that it wouldn't be good. Um, I think, I think, uh, younger me would not be able to survive if it was just given to me. Just go nuts. I would have blown up in some kind of weird sexually transmitted disease named after me. 
but me now, it does not matter. Really? Yeah. Either way, I could live. I could live just so you would find stuff to do. I would. I would. I would live just as satisfying and fulfilling a life. Either way. But but I think and if if want if we want to try to get into real world stuff but if I had a wife and kids I would not want to have nothing to do I would not want to have that life of leisure yeah while I had children because and this is this is what the problem of the uber rich is right the people that have inherited money right. for generations mm-hmm. because <clears throat> And I'm uh, and I'm not talking about little money. I'm talking like 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 Colgate or Rockefeller oh, okay. money, right? Because right. there are, there are people there are people like that who's like four or five generations back the fortune was made. Their ancestors and they're still living off of that fortune, right? And, and it's, so and it's still giant, right? And so you know they'll have like a giant fund, like when they turn eighteen or twenty five or something, they'll get the bulk of their trust fund, yes. which is several million dollars. Or it might be in the hundreds of millions. Yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Well, it probably several million, and then like when their when their pops or their mom or whatever kicks the bucket, they get like the rest, which is this giant amount right. of money. Because I remember I remember seeing an interview where somebody I forget who it was, but their dad, who spent his life doing nothing, mm-hmm. was like, "You need to you need to figure out you need to find stuff to do." Right. Right. And and, and their dad painted. He was a painter. <laughs> right. But so going back, if I had children and I was I was faced with this choice of million dollars to do nothing or a million dollars a year, a million dollars a year to do nothing or a million dollars a year, but you have to sell, make and sell widgets. I'd pick make and sell widgets because I'd want to be, I'd want to be an example to show right. to my offspring that. Yeah. You can't be sitting around and then say to your kids, you need to. Well, not even just sitting around. It's just you could you could probably have a much more stress free and fun life of like vacations and parties and you know yoga classes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just say yoga classes because we we went out for coffee today <laughs> and we had a we saw a dog who was actually doing a downward dog pose and it was really funny. And he was old too, but he did the perfect downward dog. So yeah, I mean, younger younger us would not be able to survive. In any kind of emotionally or intellectually satisfying way. With free money. With, yeah, with all that money. And maybe a lot of older us's wouldn't either, right? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I, I think, yeah, maybe not. But at the same time, I think, I think if you've been around and you've like had seen the hard times and had the struggle and things, then I think that helps. Sure. I mean, you it's got to help. Now, I don't have millions of dollars, but I'm <laughs> so I guess I guess I would have to get the millions of dollars and, and take and test this theory. Or but, even if it's just a hundred or even if it's just a hundred thousand just a hundred thousand. That's yeah. that's more than most people make in a year. But yeah. let's say it's like let's say it's like uh what the president used to make. What is that, two hundred thousand yeah, dollars? Yeah, before it raised it. So like if it's two hundred grand. Yeah. You know that then, then it becomes more of an exercise, right? Because younger me, I don't think that I could spend a million dollars in a year. Younger me, just the way I, just the way I was raised. Yeah, and I, 
And even then, because I'm thinking back on the way I was raised, I was not, I was not a poor child. <laughs> so, you know, my, my... But your parents, I mean, you guys fucking worked all the time. Well, my, parent, my parents owned their own business and they worked a lot and I never, I never got... You had to work in the business. Well, yeah, but it wasn't, my parents never understood. I, I, I got five bucks a week spending money until I got my first real job, which was when I was 18. Mm-hmm. My friends would get like 30, 40, 50 bucks a week. Oh, wow. For doing all the junk that I had to do for free, right? Vet, cleaning the house, you know, taking out the trash. Right. Uh, <clears throat> my parents would never make me do laundry, but, you know, whatever. Like, my friends would do yard work, whatever. But they would get paid. And, 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 and I understand that philosophy, right? You know, you want to, it gives them, it gives them. I never got any money like that. Okay, but I understand the philosophy, right? It gives them, it gives them, it gives, it gives the young person a taste of what adult life is going to be. You know, you do things, you get paid for right. it, and then they didn't get any more than that 30, 40 bucks a week or 50 bucks a week. I right? only got money if I went and did jobs, like right. paper out. Yeah, so like, you know, my friends would spend that money on like clothes, on CDs, on books or whatever. Right. And they'd always kind of chuckle that I only got the five bucks, <laughs> but you know it was it was it was impressed upon me. This is this is like you're spending money to do whatever you want with. <laughs> Thanks to the five bucks, Ma, right. for doing all the shit that I did around the house and around my parents' businesses. Right. But if I needed new clothes or if I if I wanted clothes, they were bought. If I wanted CDs, they were bought. If I wanted a computer, it was bought. Yeah. I uh, like that, you know, because because to them it was it was more of you know there are things that you need to do for your family and your household that you need to do because that's your responsibility, right? Right. You don't like the responsibilities you got. You should have been born somewhere else. That's that's good. <laughs> that's I mean, a very that's... that's a very Asian philosophy too, right? I mean, you yeah. don't you don't like the situation you were born into. You should have been born somewhere else. It's funny because like on the other podcast, the one that you guys never get to hear. You were saying that you kind of like were cuddled, but I'm like, oh, I was very cuddled. Yeah, so I still kind of am. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you're both your parents, but your mom in particular, she's just great. Yeah, you know, very, just very, very, very loving, um, and just like tops in my book. But it, it, it sounds like there was always that res- there was, that responsibility was always part of the deal. Yeah. Probably like maybe not when you're a toddler, but at a certain point, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Well, the responsibilities were always. Actually, my grandfather always used to. He would always give me a little bit of money. Yeah, he, well, he'd be like, he'd get boy, and he'd be like, never show it. He would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would just like give me the money. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of no the responsibility part. That's just that's just expected. Yeah, you know, it's it's told to you. It's taught to you. You have responsibilities. This is it. Yeah. But everybody does. Because, you know, my, my parents were always like, you know, like if I if I went out with my friends. Yeah. They'd give me money to go out with my friends. Yeah. When I was in high school, if I had a, if I had a date, I can't take anybody out on five bucks a week with them. They'd give me money, like more money than I could ever make. Dude, I'm a little jealous. What? I'm a little jealous. Okay. I'm just jealous. But, so... You know, yeah, I, like you said, you don't, you don't know what part of me is, 
where where the where the where the competitiveness yeah like the it's, it's it's not just competitiveness it's like uber competitiveness it's like like you get like I well, mean if you were a, if you're a professional basketball player maybe I'm trying to make up for lack of talent that that like they tell the stories about Michael Jordan when somebody <laughs> like like when when he's just kind of cruising and then uh. he gets kind of some kids like you're you're not that yeah, you're not yeah. all that yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like he would just turn it on you got that kind of a competitive streak I don't think I did I think it makes up for my lack of talent and ability <laughs> see I think I'm more about like just getting along like I, I like I, like even if somebody I think if even if somebody like kind of like gets in my kitchen and kind of like like in the context of work mm-hmm. like a like let's say a negotiation or something mm-hmm. like at a certain point I'm just like I want to just get this done mm-hmm. like e- even if it's somebody that's kind of messing with me mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like well, what can we do to just get this done because I just want to get it done and move on mm. whereas I feel like if somebody kind of if there was somebody yeah. on the other side that was kind of messing yeah. with you yeah. Yeah. you no. would mess with them right back oh I would mess with them back plus interest right and then they would well like, I have and, and then the next time they would be like they probably wouldn't mess with you. I'm not very well liked in easy times at work. <laughs> but in hard times. When shit's tough and stuff gets to get done, I'm the the bat phone is on and I'm the first call, but Yeah, well I guess I guess these are your times then, dude. Because, well, you know. The hard times are here or they're 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 if they're not here, they're they're coming. Well the harder times. Yeah. Um and I, I don't know that people want to hear that like on the podcast, but I'm sure people know. People know it's uh, times are tough. Well, we've and, we've uh, had it we've had it in this country pretty easy for the last eighty years. Yeah, we peaked. I think we peaked in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after you know, after World War Two, when all the other countries were, you know, starting to catch up. Right. And you know now it's now it's kind of ebbing, but even that. But is it ebbing? Like I feel like it doesn't need to be ebbing. Like I feel like a lot of it is because just you know the powers that be have just been have been fucking shit up, and people have been letting it happen. Well, because, because things have been easy. Like oh, you know. Well, things have been easy, and we're not we're not we're not treating the powers that be the way they treat us in terms of being an asset or a commodity, right? The powers that be basically... They look at us as, what, tools? As assets, yeah. So like a tool? Can be. Yeah. Well, no, just as as, as an asset, as something... Something to be used. Right. And I think that we can use... We can, we can look at them the exact same way without being hateful or unloving or un, ungodly, unchristian, if you happen to be of that religion. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I am, but I don't, I am, but I'm not, <laughs> um, you know, you can, you can treat other people as commodities. I, I prefer not to do that with people that I know personally, because I don't think that's a good way to live. No, but I mean, there's plenty of people that do, but I'm just like, that's, I can't, just can't imagine it. Well, it works to a certain extent. If you just use everybody. There are people that do that. That's not a life I'd want to have, though. Well, yeah. Well, that 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 becomes the choice, right? I mean, do you want to live like that type of person with all the emotional baggage that comes with it? Being a user. If no. if 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 it has any emotional baggage at all, some people seem to not even know. Maybe if you're a sociopath. 
Okay. Or just unaware. Or unaware, yeah. Um, but you know. Or maybe you don't know any better. Those people, those people live very unhappy lives. They don't know why. They got everything that they need. Got they got they they. A lot of times they have more than they want. Right. Or could want. And then they're like, "Why am I so just so dissatisfied?" Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm I mean fulfilled? You know, my my twenties and early thirties was like that, unfulfilled. Unfulfilled. Yeah. I'm not as fulfilled. I'm not more fulfilled now. I just kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> it doesn't bug me because... So you don't care what's going to be on your obituary? No, because I'm going to be dead. I, I, could, I couldn't care but less. But what about now, though? Like, 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 what about, let's say, 10 years or 20 years from now? Do you care what people are going to say? Oh, well, did, you know... Well, I would I would answer when people talk about what you did in your life. I would answer that question with a question of my of my <clears> own <throat> and be like, "How is that going to affect me? Like, what if like, see, see, you you're seeing an effect where that I don't see because you and I are a little bit different. I I while I care about what other people think about me, I mm-hmm. don't care what other people think about me. Yeah, no, I care. <clears throat> I can't. It's weird. Like I, I like like I care what people think about me that I, that I really aren't like a big part of my life. And it's, it's like odd to me that I would like, why do I care? Right. I shouldn't. Right. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a pride thing. Yeah. I want people to be like, Oh dude, that guy shit. Yeah. But more often than not, people are like, dude, that guy shit. But you also like, like I was thinking about this question cause I was reading this short story was um, it the cask of Martialdo? It was called. It's called Leaf by Nigel. Okay. It's a short story that Tolkien did when he was. Did yeah. you say Nigel? Leaf by Nigel. Nigel is the character. Nigel's the name of the character. Well, I just want to make sure you're not saying a word that you're not supposed to <laughs> no, say. No, I'm not. It's Nigel. It's, it's, it's a short story. Called the Nigel. other N word. <laughs> he's he's painting this this giant portrait, and I'm not going to go into the short story. Thank God, because um, it's too long, and I'll butcher it. But. But at the end of the day, he kind of ends up in this place that's it's kind of like purgatory. Okay. It's like the place you are in before we... But it's not purgatory because it's actually a very bucolic place that he ends up in and then he moves on. Yeah, because from, from what I've heard about purgatory, it's... No, it's not. It's yeah. it's it's like being in the outer realm of hell. It's, it's still- not. <laughs> Interestingly, Tolkien was a, was a hardcore Catholic. Like he would go to... He went to church every day. <sighs> And he liked the tr- traditional mass, and he hated it when it changed. But, but anyway, the, the the moral of the story, from what I can read, reading the short story, is is that you just don't know what, like like it's easy to kind of look at someone's life and say, well, they led a small life or they didn't do much or whatever. But you you can have an enormous impact on those around you, but you can, you know, you might lead a life that people would say is not impressive Mm. or not big, but, but ultimately what I took away from it was you don't, you don't, you know, you don't know what you're leaving. Right. Like you can lead a small life, but you can have a big impact. Sure. In that life, you know? Um, and it's not about whether or not you have like a grant, like a grand obituary. It's not about your, your grand obituary. Well, the only thing that I have to say about that is totally unrelated to the story. Okay. But of my understanding of purgatory, 
Yeah, okay. As a non-Catholic, I thought purgatory was just like a waiting room. Uh-uh. And then, after speaking with some Catholics, I'm all, that don't sound... <laughs> purgatory don't sound right. It just sounds like hell. Yeah. And, 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 and the response, I think, the gist of the response is, yeah, but you can get out of purgatory. I don't like the idea of purgatory being a... Being hellish. I like the idea of purgatory being like... A waiting room at the DMV? No. Do, 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 do. No, like, like I like the idea in the story, in Tolkien's story, the idea of purgatory being somewhere that's actually pretty nice. That's kind of like what you imagine of a place that you want to be in. Yeah, but then and you then, never want to get out of it. But you do move on. You move on after after a certain amount of time, right? But of doing your time, right? So, but if you're in purgatory, you really don't want to. You really don't care to leave. If it's nice, yeah. If it's all right, well, it's more than all right in the story. So it's actually. pretty good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. See, then nobody wants wants to get out of purgatory. But the, then, but then he doesn't. At, the, the, at a certain point in the story, he doesn't then, mind. And then people would be like, "I can just be Catholic enough," right? You don't have to be. You don't have to. You don't have to. Well, actually, you know what? I'm I'm missing a big part of the story. There's there's three places he goes to. So he dies. Right. Then he goes to a place where he has to do a bunch of like administrative, kind of rote, like kind of not very much fun, and he's there for a while. Okay. And he has to kind of do his time, and there's like an administrator there, and there's like two guys having a discussion about whether or not he gets to get on to the next thing, and then he catches a bus. And then he goes to the really, really nice place. But then at the end of the story, then he moves on to these mountains and you kind of don't know. After that, you're kind of like, I'm not sure where he's gone. Oh. So there's actually, there's three stops. There's three places in the story. Okay. So, so it's kind of like the second place, like the very nice outdoor place that he ends up. It's actually, it's this, this, He's been painting this place and he ends up in the place, place that he painted. And it's very nice. And then, but then at a certain point, another person from his life joins him there and then he leaves dude to wait for his wife and then he moves on. So I'm like, it's kind of an odd story. No shit. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's did I, did I ruin the podcast? Oh, that's okay. You've been ruining podcasts. We've been we've been ruining podcasts <laughs> since the beginning, right? You know, we're we're up to the about five hundred and thirty episodes. Right? Woohoo! So, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for continuing to listening, and we appreciate your support by liking and subscribing, Donating. and getting other people to like and subscribe. And if we ever get to a place where we can live off of this, I guess I can start donating. But until then, it's free. <laughs>